Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Locals podcast. On today's episode, you'll hear from Edward and Amy Ramirez, owners of District Barbershop, and most recently, Forward Barber Supply. They created a one-stop shop for barbers in the DFW area for clippers, trimmers, hair products, and much more. You'll hear the journey of how they started and the impact they've had on the barber industry. Before launching into your barber barber shop career, mm-hmm. um, you you were a photographer. Um, what uh, what about photography started burning you out and and you know made, making you making you yeah. think about sure oh, I, I want to cut hair now. yeah so it, uh, so back then you know this is before Pinterest and stuff uh, you know we were paid for our creativity you know people are like man I love that style um, I love that look you know yeah uh, and that's what people hired me for. And, and I felt like I was pretty good at that kind of stuff. Um, Very good. And then it kind of it kind of combined with this kind of all happened around the same time. You know, Pinterest came out, and then the uh, the the crash of two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. All the moms became photographers. Yeah. And, and it wasn't really like against the moms. It was like just this whole group of photographers that came in. Right. That were willing to do anything and everything for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And um, at that point, you weren't hiring for the look or for the style you're mm-hmm. hiring for the convenience, you know? And then when Pinterest kind of blew up, you know, people started hiring me and say, well, you know, I want you to shoot these 20 shots just like this. From and 20 at, different photographers, and, there's 20 different laddies. Yeah. yeah. And at, at that point I'm like, if you just want someone to set this up and shoot it, yeah. that's not that's what I me. do, you know? Right. Uh, you know, I like to catch things as they happen. I like to, mm-hmm. I like these, these, uh, emotions to be natural right. you know you know we're going to recreate this just recreate this on a on a regular day yeah. you know um and when it when it became about that then i was like you know i'm really just done it with wasn't it. art anymore yeah it wasn't it wasn't fun and it wasn't art and it wasn't what i was shooting yeah. you know um so then it just became a paycheck and one and i told myself once it becomes a paycheck then i need to get out yeah. um because that's not what I did it for. So people know? are taking your creativity away, pretty much. Pretty right? much, yeah. I mean, and, and they didn't realize that, you know. But when they come with a sheet and say, "I want you to copy these eight pictures," I mean, <laughs> copy is is bad in my mind already. Yeah, because we're creative in the right? art world. In the yeah. art world, like, yeah, taboo. Um, yeah. yeah. So anytime there's a copy, I'm like, oh, I immediately don't want to do it, you know. Well, and it's an oh. insult to your expression of creativity too. Sure. That one's yeah. not good enough. I want these other seventeen. Yeah. So it's, that that's when I was like, okay, I'm ready to start doing something else, and I didn't know what it was at the time, um, but but that's uh that's when I started to kind of like really like wanted to get away from photography. Cool. And what uh what drew you to being a barber? I mean, there's many. I don't know, I guess career paths you could have sure. chosen. What was it about, you know, cutting uh, hair? You know, uh, you? because I had owned my own business and because I've, I, I had experienced the supply and demand, um, I was going to a barber and there was a huge demand and not enough time, right? So, um, and that's a simple, raise your prices, you know, any business right. person, raise your prices, supply and demand, you, know, yeah. you know, keep it simple, right? But um, barbers didn't think that way back then, mm-hmm. you know? Um, barbers were like, oh, if I raise my prices, I'm going to lose my clients, you know. Yeah. And back then, it was normal to wait two or three hours for a haircut. Mm-hmm. And around that time was also the push uh, for hipsters. I think hipsters became yeah. popular around that time. <laughs> so people were, even more people were starting to come to barbershops or go to barbershops. Right. Um, so I think the timing was, you know, right. But also we wanted to, I wanted to like bring something to the table where, you know, people aren't going to wait two hours for a haircut you know we're going to be organized 
being the business guy I was before that, I had to be at places at certain times, right? right? So even getting a haircut, I had to know when I was getting in, know when I was getting out so I could plan the rest of the day or whatever. Uh, and I and I really felt like I wasn't the only one that had to deal with that. Yeah. So if I could create a space where people knew when they were getting in and knew when they were getting out, we'd become more valuable and people would book it. And 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 then it just exploded from there. That's kind of that's kind of why it started, uh, or that was my intent. Um, I didn't go to barber school because I grew up cutting hair in a garage. I mean, like right. a lot of barbers, you know, it wasn't a, a passion. Right. Uh, now, when I got to barber school, I really enjoyed it because there is a lot of art involved yeah. in, in hair cutting. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of comp- composition, and and of course, I'm a people person, so you're still talking to people, talking all day, in close quarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that I really enjoyed. Um, and I grew to love it, uh, but I did not go to school because that was my lifelong dream. You know, I wanted to go to school because I wanted to open a shop and if all the barbers got upset at me and left, I could still cut hair and and pay the bills. Right. Uh, I didn't want to open a shop and not be a barber and not, not understand the struggles. So, um, so that's why I went to school. And then like I said, when I got there, I loved it. And, and after that, we just like, okay, now it's time to to, to grow and, and just try to do something nice did you merge your photography experience with your cutting your you barber know, experience a little n- or not at the time um because you became allergic to the camera yeah i was really <laughs> just burned out like i didn't okay. i think i don't think i really bought a real camera till like two years ago wow. no, we yeah. hired someone to shoot our little one for the last eight years yeah really? i was just like I, I don't want anything to do with it um yeah but as as social media grew it's kind of like okay well now we got to create quality images Right, you know, like in in, in social media. I mean, a lot of those people tell you, well, now, now not only do you have to cut hair, but you also have to be a video editor now. You know, yeah. you'll hear that a lot now. Uh, and I feel like we had a leg up because, yeah, I know how to work a camera. Yeah. You know, I know what people are looking for, or at least I feel like I knew what would stand out at the time. Right. And and again, this is a few years ago, so, um, so it it kind of worked. It, it kind of helped us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the images look great. There the. Haircuts, you know, even if they didn't look great, I could make them look great, you know. Right. Uh, uh, and we had that that eye or perspective that a lot of like normal barbers or barbershops didn't have at the time. Yeah. You know, now everyone's got a great camera, right? Yeah. I mean, and iPhones, everyone's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's plenty of YouTube videos to help you become a great photographer. And, and, yeah. But back then there was none of that, so I felt like it really helped at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, propel us to kind of distinguish ourselves. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy, what what did you think when Edward came to you and he's like, I, I think I want to stop shooting and become was, a was, barber. I knew he was very unhappy and ultimately I want him to be happy. So I supported him and we just ran with it. Um, like I said, it was huge. The first really big bill that was a little tough, but after that it's been kind of a machine. Yeah. Once it starts happening, you might as well just go with it because it's happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. So up to this point, you, you got your barber license, you yep. began cutting, um, and you know, you worked for someone else for a few years and then you launched district barbershop. Correct? So, so actually in barbering, um, I only worked for someone else for like eight months. Okay. Um, yeah. enough to build our, my clientele. Okay. Um, and I felt that, and I didn't know the numbers back then. I didn't know that, you know, when you leave a shop, what, what's the expected percentage, you know, right. people to follow you or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was fortunate enough that, <clears throat> excuse me, when I did leave, um, I let my clients know, and about ninety five percent showed up, uh, which is crazy. I mean, that's I think I think the normal normal number is like fifty percent or something. Um, now, granted, I moved uh, within two miles from where I was, something like that. It wasn't far, uh, so it's not like I had this great 
away retaining clients and move across the city or something. Yeah. Um, but but all those kind of helped bring those people in. And then about six months later, I'm like, okay, it's time to this. This is getting too much. It's time to open a shop. You know. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, when you work for yourself as a barber, you don't make any money unless you're behind the chair. Uh, and I already knew that I'm not going to be behind the chair for 20 years. You know. Uh, so I had to. Do, I felt like I had to do something to also help make some money while I'm not buying the chair. And the initial the the initial thought is okay, let's open a shop and was other barbers here working for us and that kind of thing. And um, and then from that we'll expand and kind of get bigger after that, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but I already knew that there was no way to make any extra money unless I was unless we had people working for us, you know. Right. Um. So so that was that was the push to get out but um so you asked you know how long was i working i was eight months at a shop and it was time to move on yeah yeah so you um you worked a little bit for yourself after you left the shop right mm -hmm. and then you started working on your plan to build your barber shop mm -hmm. um how how did you go about establishing that did you find a location right away and start you know yeah spreading the word yeah and, so yeah. Uh, i was talking to clients okay like hey this is what i'm thinking about doing you know really i was looking for a commercial realtor Okay. You know, because I had no Until clue. To help you know. out. Yeah. And one client was like, actually, the building I'm in, they're losing a tenant. You know, it's a small space. You know, come check it out. Uh, you know, I'll let you introduce you to the owner. And it's essentially, that's all it was. There was no commercial realtor. It was just a, just a guy that landlord. had to build. Yeah, yeah. It'd be in the right <laughs> spot, right time. And, yeah. Um, they outgrew it in six months. We outgrew that space in six months, you know. Wow. Um, so at that point, I was like, okay, this is this is kind of crazy. Like, the growth. and Was it a free? Yeah, was it a yeah, um, and immediately and, and the landlord just said, "Hey, you know, uh, if you guys, I mean, I was always worried about the worst, right? Mm -hmm. What happens if we can't pay the rent? Like, how much is it going to cost me to get out of this deal? Yeah. Like, if, I, if the job goes to hell or whatever, yeah. um, I never thought about the opposite. Like, if we just got too big too fast, what happens? So I went to the landlord about six months later. I'm like, we've outgrown this place. Mom. What what can we do to get out of here? He's like, you know, I, I get it. I understand. I'm happy for you." Um, you know, give me about two months heads up mm -hmm. and we'll call it good. Yeah. And so just enough time for him to find someone else. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and the, everyone wanted to be at that address, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, so he didn't have any issues finding someone. Yeah. Um, and it's been great ever since. Wow. So. And, uh, while you owned the shop, you were, you were cutting yourself too, right? Or did you, yes. did you scale back a no, little? No, no, no. I was, no. I was, I was probably cutting the most the first four years, mm -hmm. probably so. And it wasn't probably till the fifth year that I felt like I could really just slow down a little bit. Uh, I, don't, I don't know when that happened. Now, that, did that happen? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Now, at that point, like I said, we opened the first shop, and then we outgrew in six months. But the second, the main location wasn't available for about another year. Wow. Uh, okay. But but then we did the finish out and stuff. So then we opened that one, and then we opened another one a year later, which is okay. the one in Alliance. Alliance. Yep. yep. And then we franchised the year after that, Okay. which is the North Richmond Hills location. Um, and that technically is the COVID year. Yeah. Um, so had it not been for COVID, I think we would open another one a year later. Okay. Um, uh, but during COVID is when everything kind of shifted. Yeah. Well, not only no, did it, it, it didn't really no. slow down, not for, not for well, barbers. It slowed to a halt <laughs> at the, the weeks were closed because they didn't cut. Right. Because they paused everything. Yeah. Well, like, we, yeah. Some people cut out of necessity from their houses or stuff, but right. he, that's not something that he did or, or wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So, so, but what that did was, that created the need for the supplies. Okay. Because our supplier shut down. Right. And we couldn't get anything. So that's when that's when Amy jumped in and was like, 
Well, it was like a whole zeitgeist too, because you can't get soap, you can't get um, mm-hmm. barbicide, which is like milk water for barbers. Like you couldn't get anything. Right. That was when they were starting the reopening plans. I was like waking up at night in a sweat, thinking I, I need more soap. Yeah. My boys are going to be at, at work, <laughs> and they're not going to be able to wash their hands. And it's, it's it would. It became like a mission. So mm-hmm. then it became like a well-oiled machine and like this whole psychotic strategy to make all this stuff happen. And it, it that's worked. That's kind of when yeah. you started thinking about that's it. That's when cool. the shift was. That's okay. when the shift was from barbershop to supplies. Wow. Um, that on top of our local supplier mm-hmm. had already announced a retirement before COVID. Wow. And then when COVID hit, it really sped that up. And when she came back after COVID, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying You're anything. Not I mean, back. I'm yeah. like, I'm selling just what I got, and that's it. Wow. But it's sort of the whole thing, revamping that whole piece from your vision, because she she was in like a more warehouse-type building. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ever tell where I was going in there because there was just <laughs> stuff everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And she's brilliant. I, nothing to knock her. It just was very different aesthetic, very different yeah. way of running things. I think she used a Rolodex probably. Wow. Um, yeah. Very old school. Old school. Old school. Old school. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. But she had her system down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Sharp, yeah, sharp as a tag. You know. What we were going to do was not going to work. It was <laughs> different than what she did. Wow. Um, but but after that, it was like, okay, we're, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this differently mm-hmm. in, I don't want to say modern, but just differently, you know? Yeah. It wasn't uncommon to walk walk in a barber supply store and look like a warehouse. You yeah. know, it's just... It's the, still common. It's still, yeah, it's still common. Um, so and when people, people are, they're not in the industry. They don't know what you're looking for. They don't know what they have. Yeah. That's still all over the place. Yeah. So when we opened ours, it was very important to... You know, have some organization, have some light. You yeah, know? Some <laughs> purpose and, 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 and then have a purpose. Yeah, and our purpose, you know, was definitely, you know, to to help the barber industry, or barber the culture and, and the local barbers. You know, uh, help them grow. Um, you know, it's always been very important to me because this was instilled in me. The first like company that I worked with or worked for uh, was you know education, continuing education. Uh, they would send us to seminars and, and send us to events and that kind of thing. And uh, that's something we had started at the barbershop. We just couldn't open it up to the city because our space didn't allow it. And then also at the time, we're like, well, do we really want to train our competitors? Yeah. You know, like do we yeah. want to <laughs> at the time, right? Right. Uh, but now on the barber side, yeah, we want to train, help train everyone, right. you know, or open it up to anyone that wants to come along. Um, and so with that purpose, on top of having the barber knowledge behind the counters, on top of having an aesthetically pleasing place in an organized place, it's just something that the industry didn't see before. Right. Um, so up to this point, you you were cutting for a few years. Um, COVID hits, and there's like a perfect storm. The supplier, the local supplier, shuts down. Yep. Uh, you can't find supplies. The supply chain's broken. When it's the shop owners, we're holding the bag. So the, right. the, 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 yeah. the, the income, or not the income, the income stopped, but the right. bills didn't stop. Right, right. Yeah. The so, bills keep coming. Yeah. Um, your barbers need to cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, things need to keep happening. Um, so this idea sparked in your head, right? Yeah. I, I want to, I think I, I want to start a supply, you know, a barber mm-hmm. supply mm-hmm. Uh, in Fort Worth. Um, how did you go about it? Did you look for a location right away or did you... Just say, hey, let me start this from home. Test the waters and see how how it how it goes. He we don't, he doesn't ever really test stuff really. No. Um, <laughs> he was only testing while he was waiting on, on build out to finish. Um, but we we chose the location strategically. It was close enough to where the the supply that everyone was used to going to okay. was. That was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wanted to be in the general area. Yeah. General which, area. which now looking back, that really wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. But um, that was something we thought I do that all the time. It yeah, was something that we thought was important at the time. Uh-huh. And when we came to look at this space with Andrew, and I was hounding Andrew because I wanted the the urban sugar place that was across from 
the the big oh, dementia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was harassing him basically, and they already had someone that wanted that. So um, he said, "Let me, you know, let me show you this other place." And I, I don't know. Um, and I believe that this time you guys had 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 dibs on the back part of our yeah. building. Well, we had a LOI, I think. Yeah. 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 We so had a we, we came <laughs> around, when we rounded the corner. It says District Ninety on right. the end, and I was like, "Okay, we're home." Wow. And then it, it actually worked out that you guys reconsidered. It did, because yeah. Because <laughs> we, we, we leased that spot as well and made it the warehouse. And we wouldn't be able to function like we do without both pieces. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, so you had your location down. Mm-hmm. You started building out. Um, how was it a little tough at the beginning? Because you, how did you go about finding all the suppliers? Um, did you already have relationships set up or... That, was that was that like a big challenge for you to like? So that's all Amy. So Amy got all that done okay. during COVID. Um, now I say all that. I mean as much as we could, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a lot of manufacturers that are like, you know what? You're just another. All of them told us no. All of them the told us no really? multiple yes. times. Yeah, but a lot of them are like, you know, you're just another call that we get on the daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are trying to say they want to be a supply, and really they're just trying to order clippers at a discount. Yeah. you know, right? <laughs> like they get so calls from they get calls from barbers right. all the time. Like I, I just need six. And yeah. the suppliers are like, what about Dude. wholesale? Three, three of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, so there's a lot of no's, mm-hmm. a lot of no's again. And then um, someone's like, hey, you know what? To be t- you to gotta- shut you up, I'm going to <laughs> well, yeah. come, come have dinner with you guys and look at the barbershops to kind of mm-hmm. see where we can go from here. That was the first company that's that right. opened us. That's right. Yeah. And which that's one, which one was it? The deepest affiliation with us is 245. 245. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, there, there were a company that was made by barbers. Yes. Um, yeah. And they started making they, shave gel they in had, the kitchen. They started making shave gel. Um, and, uh, but what really kind of, exp- I think, what I think made them explode was they created this wireless charging system okay. uh, from scratch. Um, so it did not exist. So you could charge your clippers wirelessly. Really? Um, kind of like a phone? Like an kinda, iPhone exactly. Yes. Exactly we like that. We have one in, yeah. the, in the building. Yeah. And, and then people were like, whoa, I've never seen this before. You know, and at, at least that's my interpretation of it on the outside looking right. in, right? After we met them, got to know them, but it started way before that. And, you know, like, like she said, the shave Joe in the kitchen kind of stuff. Uh, and now they've grown tremendously and doing other stuff. But what I, what I had always said was, if we're going to do this, we need the right stuff, right? We need the right, well, we need the right manufacturers. That was the first task. Here, take this one on, Amy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, because I knew that the local supply lady didn't have them. Wow, right. Because okay. she wasn't injured, because she was about to retire. There's right. no point in going after them. Because when I say go after them, there's a huge investment. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a huge investment when you sign these contracts yeah. and stuff. No, for real. Like, there's uh, each company has a dollar amount that you have to buy in, and you have to buy X percentage, most 100% yeah. of their line or specific things mm-hmm. to carry their line. And so, you have to spend X amount per year. So, that so one was a big deal to me because I knew that if we had them, people would be like, okay, this, this is a real company. Like, this, these people are, you know. Or they know what they're looking at. They know what they're about. looking for, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then another one, Wall, was like, you know what? We're not even going to come talk to you unless, well, put us unless you have a building. Like, oh, wow. You know, and then we already knew we were going to have a building. Uh, I mean, we knew that was the goal, right? So right. Uh, we, we didn't said, have it yet. We didn't have it yet. <laughs> so when we signed the lease, we sent it to them, and and then they're like, okay, well maybe we'll talk to you, you know. And 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 it probably wasn't until the opening. He he technically opened us before that, right? Well, but, he did because we ha- we had sent a a clip for no a trimmer to an influencer who's a friend of ours. Okay. Who who um. He didn't work for the Clipper company. It was a different Clipper company. But when he made a, a, a video about it, and he has quite a big audience. So mm-hmm. when our Walbert saw that video, he was like, all right, this other company's already signed them. We're going to we're gonna have to do it. We're going to do it now. That's right. So yeah. he actually yeah. jumped the gun and beat everyone else to it yeah. unknowingly. Yeah. 
But wow. and he he really, I think I learned a lot about how why they want to vet people who are going to sell their products mm-hmm. and why they want to keep it a, a way to protect their their the territory it's that they exclusive. go into. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's it's this that particular company is a family owned company as well, so it's it's more. Um, it's more about taking care of their own too as they grow. So, and they have even a whole fade it forward program where they continue to invest in education. And there's still, um, there's there's still pillars of the industry. But that that I that it I didn't realize that it was that big of a deal. Right. I was like, well, I, I just want to do it, so let let us do it. Right. But I didn't realize why. And now when I see it happens in the in the absence of the way that it went with us, I'm like, oh, that's why you didn't want us to do it that way because that's going to hell in a handbasket quick. Yeah. And the brands being just de- cheapened, deteriorated, your images like it's it's uh, it's more than than your scope. Is that something you know like that was new to you when you started out? Like it, it's a the barbershop community is a very tight knit community. Like. Um, where they have to like vet you or not really the could you just go up to like a like a wall or a 245 like you couldn't do that right you couldn't just go up to them and be like no. hey open a wholesale account for me and no. i just want to buy no. from you you no. couldn't do that no so a lot of these companies you were running into like hey i need to know who you are before no, i let you in more than that it's not even they don't care who we were they they didn't feel like there was a hole in the market to be to be worth their time, basically, mm-hmm. or worth investing their brand here with us or allowing us to take a shot at it. Yeah. And we weren't already like in a brick and mortar picture like they wanted us to be. So it was no, it was no wow. hard no. So a lot of no's. And yeah. one oh, of the companies, of the biggest one, I think, that hadn't opened anybody since 2019 mm-hmm. when the, and they, they opened us. So in the in the country, they opened us. Wow. So um. That was just relentless pursuit. Too, I, I think that's all, Amy. Yeah, had, it, was, had, it was relentless pursuit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and and it, you, it's hard to argue with with reason. Mm-hmm. There was no one in the market area anymore. Yeah, we happened to be here. Two of us happened to be barbers. We're barbershop owners. Yeah, we can do this. So you 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 sold them on like you know I we have potential. We know what we're doing, or we're we, starting to know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Please let us in, and, yeah. and we'll show you oh, what we can do. And tell yeah. me no on the way, and I need, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was more like incentive when that happened. Um, how did you go about spreading the word once you, you opened, you know? I think that's a big challenge for any business sure. opening up. Um, how did you tell people, "Hey, we're here now"? So I, I've always felt that uh, like I've never, I never had a problem getting busy with any business I've done. I, I, is that pretty accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't ever, I never did feel like, wow, man, it's a struggle. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> photography, I felt like I was very fortunate, just word of mouth. Yeah. You're so fortunate to be brilliantly talented. I, I think it's always been take care of the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. You know, no matter what business you're doing. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, we're, we're, we're not in the business of selling clippers. We're in, we're in the customer service business, right? Um, so you take care of people that's in front of you, and everything's going to be just fine. Um, and, and so that's just instilled in me. So I, I really didn't feel like we had to do anything above and beyond to, to get the word of mouth spreading. You know, I, I knew there was a hole in the market. I knew people were looking for these products. It's just a matter of them hearing about us. Um, so that was the initial deal. The second part was the social media aspect. Um, you know, posting images and posting, I mean, social media is so cool because, you know, I could post something today and 
and you could see it, or I could post something now, and you could see it, you know, 20 seconds later across the country. Um, and that's about all the time you got, right? I mean, the, the attention span is just nuts. Yeah, three or four seconds. Um, so once I felt like we could post these items that people are looking for, uh, because we kind of had an insight to what barbers are looking for, because we're barbers, um, and they don't have to, and, and now they can put a face with a company, right? you know, a, a personal attachment to it, I, I don't know how this could go wrong, you yeah. know, because uh, again, we're just taking care of people. Right. You know, we all make mistakes. We still make mistakes, you know, in mm-hmm. orders or whatever. And, but guess what? We're we're here to answer the phone when you call, or we're calling you when we find out that there is a mistake. Right. Hey, this is what we're going to do to fix, fix it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what all people really need, you know. Yeah. Um, it's when they call and they don't get the response. You know, they yeah. email, they don't get a response. Well, yeah. now. God, you, you, you know, I now they're going to on the problem. Yeah, now, exactly. Now yeah. they're going to Google. Now they're posting these bad reviews. And um, so we can get ahead of all that and just like, hey, uh, really, we just, just boil it down to taking care of the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's going to you're going to be busy. Yeah. Um, and that I, I felt like that's been I mean, that on top of the social media stuff. Now, we got really lucky with social media. Um, yeah. We got really lucky with uh, the people that took notice right away early mm-hmm. on and wanted to help. Right. And re- repost us and do that kind of stuff. Um, Did you have big influencers in the community sharing about you guys, or so at the time we, so at we the time we didn't. What we brought them in. We brought them you in. Brought them yeah. In. Okay. So at the time we didn't. Uh, that was not the in the business plan. No. Right. right you it know, wasn't a marketing strategy. It was. You know, we had no clue what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, we just happened to meet one that happened to move here into town, mm-hmm. um, and. We he uh, we actually were trying to hire him to be at our grand opening, okay. knowing that it would draw people in, and people would want to meet him and whatever, because um, we had a couple others there, and um, he blew us off. You know, he's like, I, I, I kept. I think he uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And I said, okay, great. Well, let me let me send you a payment, you know, to uh-huh. a deposit and to hold you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you. Uh, we'll get to it. And never did. Oh, man. And, and like the day day before, I'm like, hey, I want to you know pay you for because he's local, right? Like, right. How, how tough how tough is this? Yeah, he lived down the street. So, <laughs> uh, and he, he didn't respond. And and about two days after the opening, or maybe the day after, I can't remember, but uh, he said, hey, I saw this stuff online. Mm-hmm. I, I could sh- kick myself for for missing it. You know, uh, it's, it was a huge mistake on my part. Can I come meet with you guys? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, like. I, I thought he was gonna point, come. You're like, eh. I thought he was gonna come in and apologize and hey man, I'm sorry, but yeah. let me, you know whatever. We ended up talking for like four hours yeah. that day, wow. uh, and started this relationship. And then after that, uh, it was like like the building got lit on fire. It was crazy. Wow. Well, that, that, I feel like that was a really big piece of it. The other part was so this part, North Texas mostly, right. has been pretty overlooked for like the really big barber events or mm-hmm. the ones that the companies want to come invest a lot of money in and a lot of time in. To um, to just elevate like what's going on to make it to make it important, right? So as as much as the aesthetics are important in in our businesses, um, just bringing awareness to this area and bringing people into this area so that so other the barbers could have access to classes with them, pictures with them, just sharing, getting some knowledge from them, was uh, was really big, and it it that didn't that didn't happen on accident. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to bounce off these people on social media. It was more like, hey, how can we – so we can't get them to come here by themselves. What can we do to make it to where they can come here? We can, they, um, our, our community can, can be exposed to them. They can kind of see what we're about, too. And 
we did it once and it was sold out and we did it the second time as a pop-up and 112 people showed up in two wow. days on so, a tuesday morning yeah. like a random tuesday wow yeah. so um, building community was a big part huge. of what you guys mm-hmm. and, and wanted to do bringing education that they didn't have access to otherwise right and you know there's especially coming from an education background there's a huge difference in watching something on tv or watching something being streamed and physically mm-hmm. being there with with the yeah. educator yeah. so um yeah. like for one of the educators actually a couple of them have had people wrapped around this building even yeah waiting to get in for wow. the class yes so the, this people come in like it's christmas they're like santa claus is in the building every day with something that's fulfilling i mean <laughs> yeah. that's it's it's fun to be at work yeah, we're having a good yeah. time yeah yeah that's awesome um you touched on this briefly uh, a little bit before but um what what did you how did you want to stand out from you know the the previous supplier in the area sure it's very old school yeah uh, what were some things that you were like when i open I want to be known for this or I want to be known for, you know, providing a better experience. What were some of those things that I think that was the ultimate, right? It's all about experience and customer service. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it wasn't like we wanted to do it better or I mean, it wasn't anything about the way that she did in particular. It was just Mm -hmm. in general. She was wildly successful for many years. But but in general, well, one, there there usually isn't a barber only supply in a city. Okay. there's and, like a piece of a store. Yeah, it's usually just a small uh, section, like an aisle. Yeah, or, yeah. and um, so just having, just being, just catering to barbers alone was number one, right? Okay. And having the stuff that they're looking for in particular. Um, number two was the experience. You know, when you come in here, it's not a, you know, we're not in the warehouse in the back. You know, it's not a, it's not a dark and gloomy area. It's not a, you got to sift through boxes to find what you're looking for. We want to have some kind of organization there. Um, and well, fundamentally, that trust piece is huge, and I didn't realize how big it was. But ultimately, you buy from people that you trust. Trust, yeah. yeah. That are yeah. organized. That are, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that, that know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. That well, know what know. they're selling, that know what they're talking about, yes. that understand what you're looking for, even if you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. So that, that, I think that goes along with the experience part, you know, uh, what, what to expect when they're coming in here to, from us as, as vendors, I guess. Um, but we also wanted to make it easy, right? I mean, I've been taught early on make it easy for people to spend money with you yeah you know so okay well let's you know you can pay by cash you can pay by credit card mm-hmm. you know uh, you need to send invoice yeah we can send you, can you pay an invoice. later we don't care yeah mm-hmm. um where a lot of people get hung up with oh, i'm not set up that way i you know it's cash only today or you know well now now it's making it tough for me to do business with you yeah. you know so um we wanted that to be easy from the get-go uh now with square that man they've they've helped us out. i mean their system is so robust uh, and now they own Cash App uh, and some some other forms of payment. So now there's multiple ways to pay digitally, uh, but uh, so it makes it really easy. So a lot of these guys get paid by Cash App or Venmo or whatever uh, digital wallets and stuff. So then they come in their store and pay with their digital wallets, which is really nice. Um, but initially it was about the experience and in just a different way of doing it you know yeah. so you made sure to modernize the shopping experience and provide more of a retail environment we, too, we right? feel yeah i think it just happened that way but i, I guess that's you know you wanted what or we wanted what you would have wanted if you could make disneyland for yeah mm-hmm. if i was a customer this is what i would expect to see yeah you know uh, all of the things yeah yeah yeah, I want to see everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I want you want to play with the clippers. Yeah, you want to feel them. I want to know about stuff I've yeah. never even heard about. Yeah, well, you have a clipboard bar, right? We do. That yeah. people can go. Out yeah, and. so uh, I don't. I don't want to say we were the first ones to do that mm-hmm. uh, in the country. Uh, I think we were definitely one of the first ones to do it here in Texas uh, to have all these clippers on display, and and that's 
even the the previous supplier, it's something that wasn't available. Because uh, it sounds kind of crazy. You're going to put all these $100 tools out for people just to play around with. Yeah. Um, but it's very important to the barbers. How, how heavy is this? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Yeah. And you don't know that until you turn it on. I didn't and, know until we were in a gamma meeting, a Clipper Company meeting, and Edward picked one up that he had never touched before. And he's like, oh, this is light. Oh, it's quiet. Uh-huh. And the next day he sold what he had and bought two of those. But if it's important for him, it's got to be important for other for barbers. Everyone, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, now, now, obviously, it's been copied, and people are like, "That's a standard." I mean, that's just the way you do it standard. now. They which, put it which out. Is, they don't really know great. what they are, and they call them um, interesting things. Yeah. But. <laughs> but, but you know, I remember having to buy. I remember buying clippers and going back to the shop and like, "This, they this suck. is just not. Oh, it's not going to work for me." Yeah. And now I got to sell them to because they're used. You can't take them back, right? So now I got to sell them for a loss. Yeah. Uh, where it would have been nice if I could have done that at the store. You know. Right. Open initially. the box. Yeah. Play with well, it. that's yeah. a whole other conversation because there are three barbers that work behind the counter including him and then they'll they'll want to get into well what is this how does this compare to x machine or y machine or if you if you adjust it this way or or do this will it do x y or z and that's another part that not everybody can answer um you have to have years in the industry to be able to even know what they're talking about a right and to be able to respond with your own experience i think is a really big piece of what we do you know, fast forward, you started in 2020, we're in, I guess, fast forward three years now. Sure. Um, you're an established business, you're growing a lot, um, you opened an Amarillo store, correct? Yeah, so uh, we technically started in 2020 from our house, right? Okay. Uh, and for the first six months while we were waiting for our space, I think it was six months, uh, we were mm-hmm. selling online and then allowing local people to pick up at one of our barbershops. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which was kind of nice because nice. we had wanted two different sides of the city, right? Um, so at the night before, you know, we'd get the orders together and either send them to our shop or send them with our son to the other shop. We happened to live within a mile of each other, so it wasn't a big deal for them to stop by and take right. it to their shop. And, uh, and that was kind of cool, right? And then um, when we found our space, we, you know, we, we stopped the at-home stuff and moved it all in. And then um, I lost my train of thought there. What was, it, what was the first part of your question? Oh, the growth. The growth, yeah. Sorry. So um, so we technically did not open the retail store until... August of 21. August of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, Waiting on the finish out. Yeah. So technically we've been in, I mean, retail front space business uh, a year and a half now. Uh, so we're still, I feel like we're still fairly new at new. this, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't count the sales from the home because it's totally, yeah. totally different, different right? Yeah. Uh, I remember showing somebody like, "Hey, this is what we did from the house. Like, this is, this is awesome." Yeah. And so there, you had a garage full of stuff. And, no, we had, uh, or, had a couple we, living rooms. We couple, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah uh, we converted some rooms. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but I remember showing one of the influencers like, "Hey, this is what we did. Like, I think we're doing okay." Uh-huh. And, and he even said, "He's like, you're going to do that like in a month." It was, it was uh, um, a, a Clipper company rep. Well, no, no, at the bar, it was uh, Basio. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because uh, he, he was he's the owner and creator of the first company we opened, 245. Okay. So I kind of felt like, hey, man, thanks for taking a chance on us. This, uh-huh. is, this is what we're doing. And <laughs> we're big kids now. Yeah, we're yeah. big And he's like, you're going to do that in a month, you know, when you open. Wow. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever. And, uh, we had no idea. Had no clue. Um, so I really don't count the, the beginning of the growth start until we opened the retail space, which was August 2021. 
Uh, of course, the first the first month we were working seven days a week. We had no Our clue. Eight-year-olds and a seven at the time was crying himself to sleep. Yeah, night. had no we clue what day it was, what, what time it was. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I still don't know what day it is a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, we just I just knew that stuff was just flying out of there, you know. Wow. Uh, and then it just kept doing that for twelve months. I mean, it, it just it hasn't stopped. And that's still um, a chess piece from COVID. Still, yeah, it's not that you can't if you want if you think your population will buy x amount of, of machines you can't just order them and they'll show up it never happens like that not even the whole yeah. year and a half we've been there it's, yeah it's a strategy yeah but just like the barbershops early on we already started getting questions like hey can we you know there's nothing like this at our town can we you know can we do this and we had experience from franchising the barbershops so we kind of already had a, an idea of what it would take and uh so immediately we're like yeah you know like yes you can um and then uh one 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 family was we told them they said okay cool we'll be back in a couple of weeks and they came back in a couple of weeks okay and they're like well i think we're serious we want to do this um so it's a brother sister pretty, duo who's a barber and a cosmetologist uh, as well. yeah so about eight months ago we probably signed paperwork six mm-hmm. months ago and they just opened in uh in Emerald a couple weeks ago or last weekend um so we knew right away that if there was going to be growth we knew how to do it and we and we knew that it would be successful we felt really strongly that it could be successful in other cities, and that we could support them well. Yeah, in their growth, provide guidance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. structure and how structure. that how it's going to happen. Yeah. So and that's our goal for twenty twenty three is to open a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, our Frisco location was intentionally or initially going to be a franchise location. Okay. Um, but after we looked at the numbers, we're like, why are we giving away? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was more than that's a time piece because you don't want to wait until another fit comes along. They yeah. leave that out and it happens to work and then they happen to make the time frame work. It, sure. You just want it to go. The, the yeah. year, that and, year of mark happened and the bell went mm-hmm. off and it was time to go. Yeah. And, and it was close enough for us to be able to still manage that, right? right. Like it's an hour away. It's not that big a deal. Um, but I see, you know, going forward this year, like we're probably going to look for a couple more yeah. cities, you know. Yeah. Um, but so there's a need. There's a there's, there's a, a market. There's, there's, there's a huge need. There's a huge yeah. need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you guys found a, a market that was pretty much being kind of ignored. Ignored. Just yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And now they're being catered to by other suppliers, which is that part is nice to see the education that's coming in or mm-hmm. that that it is being elevated. The 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 yeah uh, the craft of barbering. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, what would you say you're most proud of, you know, so far along the way with uh, with building your your business? I, I don't know, most proud. Uh, I don't know if we're there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, most surprising or surprised? is definitely uh, the attention we're getting from the major companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get I don't want to say get yelled at, but I get uh, asked to remove post. You oh, know, really? uh, <laughs> you know, because he knows what he's talking um, about. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. You know, uh, that part's crazy because that, that you know, like impacting the industry like as a whole. Yeah. Is crazy. Yeah. And we we kind of noticed it last year at this expo in last May, which again, we were in business technically six to eight months in May, um, something like that, whatever the math is. But and uh, people were like, oh, I've seen I've seen you online or I've seen your stories. Uh and I'm not talking about barbers. I'm just talk, I'm talking about the the heads, you know, the salespeople, yes, the, the, the heads of the companies. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't what? like, yeah, why? Uh, but now it's kind of the opposite. Now it's like, OK, uh, don't say this. 
or, you know, don't release this or don't say, you know, uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm all opposite, man. I'm like, man, we're going to tell everybody about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you don't want them to be excited, let's, yeah. let's get excited. You know, Cause I know if I'm excited, the other barbers are going to be excited. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we all want the new cars, right? We all right. want the new toys and it's stuff. Not, so. It's not malicious, and it's not a, It's not even a strategy to gain advantage over another competitor. It's, They're excited. Yeah. Uh, where in the past, they never had to deal with that because all the distributors were not barbers, right? Right. Oh, we got a new item here. That's cool. So just very corporate. Very corporate, very yeah. Very, black and white. Yes. And, and, and barbers, yeah, they don't spend that much money. Yeah, nobody wants to talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're like, dude, this is... This is the latest and greatest. It's, you know, it's got a new motor. I mean, we're just so geeked out, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, we want to share that kind of information. Um, but now they're like, oh, reel that in a little sell bit. It, you know? sell, sell down. <laughs> You're saying too much. Simmer down, so, simmer down. so that's what's kind of surprised me the most is that we're getting yeah. that, that, I don't want to say recognition. They haven't that. embraced that part yet. Yeah. Uh, I think next year, it'll be a different conversation. Next right. year, it'll be it's like. It's already started to evolve know, some with some. Yeah. Now, now they're going to start sending us stuff early, you know. Uh, early and stuff which they've never had to do that with the distributor because yeah. distributors that, that this has never existed um i know last year there's a huge awards deal and uh every year at this famous uh, barber expo and and i'm like hey i think we qualify for this category you mm-hmm. know and but we're not allowed to enter it or whatever and he said yeah you know uh I got rid of that category because distributors, distributors are boring. Distributors don't <laughs> like who knows distributors. Like nobody knows who distributors are. Uh, so there, uh, it's kind of a waste of a category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, I mean, I, I think it's it's just changing now. You yeah. know, because um, now there's a lot of people like us that that are very passionate and and care uh, as distributors. Right. Um, and we're creating this this whole new experience, right? This whole new experience of man, I want to buy it from the people that that I trust and that I see yeah. as compared to just some, some company logo on a website, you yeah. know? So you guys have humanized the barber and supply. Te- and I, and I, I think and so. And making it technical as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're not the only ones, right? I mean, we're just, right. we're just a small section of it, but, right. uh, I think we we're definitely trying to do our part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because they want to, not because they want to gain off of someone else. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you're fairly young, but you know, looking, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> the business is fairly young. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll <laughs> y'all are young too. Um, looking into the future, where, where do you guys, you know, hope to see this, you know, yeah. down the line? Uh, I like to, I, I think we decided, I think I decided on five cities. Mm-hmm. I think, I think would love Good to know. Yeah, I think I'd love to, <laughs> you know, we're already three in, right? Right. So we several, we're only a couple away. Several, yeah. uh, uh, um, Disclosure statements out from our attorney to different people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to love to see like five cities within you know three to four hour range mm-hmm. from our location, um, and, and kind of start there. Yeah, I feel like that would be a good starting point. Yeah, um, and then kind of see what happens after that. Cool. And before I close up, I do you know I find this. I always find the names of businesses pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you this you chose Fort Worth Barber Supply. Do you hope to keep you know the Fort Worth in there? We or? are going to. We are, we're going yeah. to. Yeah, because it's cool. Like you're 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 expanding Fort Worth. You you know bringing attention to the city yes. as well. Yeah. So uh, there's a huge. I don't. And I don't know if that was the intent. It was not. It was it actually. The it wasn't the. It wasn't the no. intent. It was yeah. purposeful with with the barber shops. The okay. name was was not someone's name, so right. that had to follow them it's, around. It was very it's district. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was very mm-hmm. very intentionally um, universal, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And now with this barber supply. I remember the conversation he and, and our son and I were having. He was like, let's just keep it simple. Let's 
we, but at that point we weren't thinking at all of mm-hmm. spiking and growing and and right and having franchises that were another town's name but right. but we were so far into it when that happened yeah. that we're Fort Worth Barber Supply that's yeah. what people want that's what people want that's what yeah. they expect from us so we went yeah. back and forth with it a little bit mm-hmm. but they, the first franchisee was like yeah we, we want your the we don't want to change anything yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's cool so, so you're spending the really, brand yeah we didn't really totally. think that mm-hmm. through but yeah. we are we're taking Fort Worth around awesome yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's easy to do. There's it, a it, lot of talent here. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, we had a conversation with someone a couple weeks ago that wants to open something in another town. And, and he's like, you know, uh, that's cool and all that you're in Amarillo, but, you know, no one really thinks of Amarillo as a place to buy barber supplies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, didn't, I didn't think it at the time, but about two minutes later, I'm like, you know what? No one really thought of Fort Worth either. No. Before we <laughs> got it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's just, um, I think that you should have said yet. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but Fort Worth, I guess, is always like an afterthought. Dallas, totally, always gets right, the, totally, right, yeah, right. yeah. You know, um, Dallas barber supply, yeah, been that, but, but yeah. some, there is. But now, <laughs> off of our name, which but is now, if funny. you ask a barber, like you know, have you heard of Fort Worth barber? So absolutely, yeah, they have. You mm-hmm. know, uh, we had some barbers that moved from our shop to Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, you, you, you're gonna this is blow your mind. But my barber here, like, has been dying to go to your shop, wow, and ask me. <laughs> If I had heard of you guys, yeah, and he's actually a barber that worked for us that moved to Tennessee, and, okay, and he's like, duh, like <laughs> he, they, the the other barber obviously didn't know the connection, right? He's like, dude, not only did I have I been there, but I've worked with them closely, worked with like, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's our family. Uh, wow. So when that stuff started happening, yeah, uh, I was like, holy, crap. like holy shit, this is gonna get nuts. I think you yeah. can recognize another state's it's a little surreal, too. yeah. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. To stay up to date with Fort Worth Barber Supply, check him out on Instagram at fwbarbersupply or online at fwbarbersupply.com. <laughs>